We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey! 560 to Joe, Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. Where you at? It's Dan Day. Get at me on social media at Dan Day Radio. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. A lot of times when I come home late at night, whether I've been hosting trivia nights around here in South Florida or just doing what I do. I hit on the rocks this weekend. That's a dive bar up in North Beach, my neighborhood dive bar. Hit that up and then I hit up another place, but I don't want to get into all that on the air. I message people. People message me. It's always fun. At Dan Day Radio, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and if there's ever demand for it, OnlyFans. Man, I want to be on OnlyFans so bad. Never been to the website. I'd tell you if I did, but I can only imagine what it is, and I can only imagine how much havoc I would wreak if I were on it. Right now, we're going to wreak some havoc with some headlines, but first, want to let you know, on the way, Joe Rose, he's talking with Peter King about that Dolphins football in the NFL. Greeny, it's all about basketball with Brian Windhorse. And then finally, Hawk and Crowder. Oh, yeah. Rap game and hockey. Plus, maybe some heat wear in Puerto Rico. Here's the headlines that I promised you, though. The Heat have won their past two games. Friday, they topped Minnesota 121-112. They downed the Celtics 131-24 yesterday. Miami and Boston play again tomorrow at 7.30. The Marlins and Brewers split a four-game series over the past four days. The 15-18 Fish begin a 10-game road trip tonight when they take on the D-backs at 9.40. The Panthers wallop the Lightning Saturday. The two play the final game of the regular season tonight at 7. Of course, you can hear Doug Plagans, Danny Garcia, the whole nine yards right here starting at 7 o'clock on 560. The Joe. Inter-Miami gained their second draw in a row with a 1-1 finish against Atlanta United. They have a midweek game Wednesday at 7.30 when they face the Montreal Impact. The Canes baseball team swept Appalachian State over the weekend. Miami gets back to ACC play Friday against Georgia Tech. Pelicans GM David Griffin has been fined $50,000 for criticizing NBA officiating. He feels that the lack of calls led to New Orleans superstar Zion Williamson hurting his finger. Williamson will be out for the season. The Pelicans are a game and a half out of the 10th and final playoff spot. Rory McIlroy ended an 18-month drought when he won the Wells Fargo Championship by one stroke over Abraham Anser yesterday. And now, it's a Monday. Let's take a step into the day spa. (sighs) Washington, D.C., Michigan, and Illinois have banned dancing due to coronavirus. I think women everywhere want me in those three places immediately. A woman was informed her friend that if she does not cut her hair, she will not be invited to her wedding. Nah, as long as you invite me to the wedding but not be part of the wedding, well, I'll cut my hair. 
A British man claims, or a British woman better yet, claims she's been abducted by aliens over 50 times in her lifetime. Her evidence? Bruises on her body. My hot mess of the day. A 46-year-old woman labeled fitness mom is making money posting her fitness films online. Man, I need an OnlyFans account now. What you do need now for sure is some Joe Rose. If you didn't get up this morning early enough, talking about from 6 to 10 in the morning, hey, South Florida, nobody gets up that early, but you do because you got to hear Joe Rose do his thing. If you missed it, though, for some reason, it's Monday. I understand. The weekends, they do that to you sometimes. I got you. They're talking with Peter King about Coach Flores' progression. Who should the Dolphins have taken? Only the Dolphins can make moves like this and so much more. This week, the lead all over the Miami Dolphins and how the trades got set up before the draft inside the mind of Greer and Flores. Peter, thanks for the time this morning. Awesome article on the Dolphins, all the insight. Good stuff, Peter. Really good stuff. Man. Hey, well, thank you. It, it uh, You know, this is, this is an interesting thing, a little bit of inside baseball here. That So last weekend, I went to three teams. I went to Atlanta on Thursday, Jacksonville Friday and Miami on Saturday. And I had full intention, fully intended to write everything I had just to empty out my notebook in my Monday column. But there was so much other stuff happening, you know, with Aaron Rodgers and, and you know, the 49ers taking Trey Lance instead of Mac Jones that I knew that I would be giving one or two uh, subjects short shrift and my favorite thing that I did last weekend was really kind of try to get a little bit inside the minds of Greer and Flores to discover things like, you know, they made the, uh, he made the trade with Howie Roseman sitting in his Chrysler rental car at 10 o'clock at night in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And, you know, so, you know, rather than basically bury that midway through a 13,000 word column, I said, you know, let's just, Let's hold this a week, and um, and so that's what I ended up doing. And the thing I kind of wanted to get across, guys, was a little bit about their thought process, a little bit about the fact that the four years that Flory spent as a scout in New England before he ever became a coach, I think is really, really a valuable thing. And look, everybody knows that, uh, you know, two has got to be good for this to work. And we don't know if he's going to be good, right. you know, and so we'll see. I just think that they've set up their team, you know, through the draft pretty well. And now these players who they've picked, as Flores said, they are the team. And, you know, now they have to come through. Yeah, he did talk about, hey, now bottom line is is win. But I want to get back to this because we have hit this so hard. They act like the team, just reading your article, they, they had a pretty good feel who was going to be there, and they really like Jalen Waddle. I get that. But if Pitts or Chase end up dropping to them at six, do they take one of those two guys over Waddle? Well, Chase was there, so obviously they liked Waddle over – I mean, Smith, excuse me. Smith, yes. Smith was there, so they ended up taking Waddle over him. I believe they would have taken Waddle over Chase, but they didn't tell, they didn't tell me that. Wow. Um, it just sounded to me – that they were so all in on Waddle. There is, you know, Flory's really talked a lot about the difficulty um, that Waddle presented to a defense. I wish I had used a little bit of that, uh, but it was, it was getting so long. <laughs> it, it, that, that basically 
he views Jalen Waddell as a guy it's going to take two people to defend. And I think, and the other part of this is, look, this is a guy, I forget his, but he he averaged like 16 yards on, on punt returns at Alabama. Uh, I think they view him as a guy who's going to come in and be a premier either punter, kick returner right away. And so that was part of the deal as well. So, uh, you know, I think my gut feeling is that Waddle, that they like Waddle uh, the best of the three receivers. I, I want to ask you, you brought up another one that's been a little touchy around here. Um, from 2016 to 2018, even though Chris Greer had the GM title, Mike Tannenbaum was down here and was really yeah. involved. I, I thought that was interesting, you getting that part. Can you talk about that? You know, I, I don't know how much uh, – I know that, that obviously Mike Tannenbaum, being the executive vice president of football operations, uh, was a factor in how the roster was formed. Now, what happened internally, uh, I don't know exactly – but I do know that after Tannenbaum parted ways, in my opinion, in my opinion, the only fair way to judge Chris Greer is when he's on an island, yeah. you know, when he has full authority. To me, he got full authority in January of, of 19. After he got that full authority, that is basically where I'm judging him most. You know, I when I was looking into this story, I thought it was logical to say, well, you know, Chris Greer was part of the team that took Laramie Tunsil. He was part of the team that took Minka Fitzpatrick, and then he dumped them before the end of their rookie contracts. And in Fitz, Fitzpatrick's case, Fitz, it, it was far before the end of his rookie contract. Right. But but I just think that, to be fair, uh, you really have to look at this, in my opinion anyway, as when did he have full and complete authority? And... That is, in, I think, uh, the only fair way to look at that, to judge him exclusively doing it uh, basically all on his own, uh, is post-Tannenbaum. What's amazing is is that, yes, Tua is going to make everything work or not work with this whole Greer era down here as general manager. But that first move, like you said, after Tannenbaum, the Laramie Tunsil trade, it's amazing what that's done for this entire rebuild and how many players you got from it and what happened with that move, trading him, pulling in all these draft picks, and then the rebuild really started after that, and it's all Greer at that point. You're right, his first deal. See, I, I, and there's one other point about this trade. You don't make this trade if Laramie Tunsil, no doubt unequivocally a total program guy. I didn't even ask him about Laramie Tunsil, the person or player or anything like that. It, because, it, you know, to me, I think that the Tunsil trade illustrated that if you're going to be all in and you're going to be a Flores guy and you, you know, the Dolphins really would have aggressively had to want to sign him to a second contract. And I don't get the sense that, that I'm not saying they wouldn't have signed him if, if he stayed, but I don't get the sense that they really wanted to devote 18, $19 million a year to, to Laramie Tunsil. And that is, you know, one of the things i I want to get across in this is I, I talk about the leverage that Greer likes to use. You know, the Houston Texans were absolutely desperate, you know, and so they basically traded 
you know, for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills, they traded two ones and a two. And that, I thought, was really, really great value. It's the same thing, you know, this trade this year came up. They knew because John Lynch called them on March 3rd, which is pretty early. John Lynch called them on March 3rd to get the discussions going. And and the, that first week of March is when Lynch offered the two ones. And so when he offered the two ones, usually you make a big deal. You make a big offer like that. And he offered the two ones on, on or about, I think it was March 4th. You offer the two ones, two future ones, then that's not going to be the final offer, you know? Right. And so when Greer, when Greer told them a couple of weeks later, uh, basically, look, you gotta, we need a three to make this work, and then we'll do it. I think it was at that point, and I talked to Lynch about it on Saturday, and I got the feeling that Lynch's stomach just sunk when they said we need another three. But, you know, that's what people do when they do deals. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Greer was very upfront about it, and that's when he ended up giving them that, that when Lynch gave the extra three, it was just an example of how, in my opinion, Greer is pretty good at the leverage game when he's doing trades. Peter, you know, like you're right on the money about Laramie Tunsil. Like you, you did, you you did a nice job on that Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> La- Laramie was not all in on what he saw going on, and uh, yeah, he had a little motivational problem going on at that point. That, that's a good call by you right there. Now, that that was that well, was very but, good. But you know what, Joe? Joe, you know what? So. I, the day that that trade was made, I just said to myself, nobody's trading a left tackle if he is, if he is, first of all, if he's really good and if he's all in with your program. Right. And that day, I just thought something's, something's missing here. Correct. You know, you're building, you are building a long term program. If you think this guy's Anthony Munoz, right. uh, you're not, <laughs> you're not trading him. If he even, if, he, if you think he's a, He's a top six or seven left tackle, and he's all in. You're not trading him. So uh, it's just something that you sort of knew, you know. What I'm just curious, going back to Tua, year two, they went all in. The GM and head coach go, he's our guy. What did they have to tell you about Tua Tungavailoa? What, what did you get from those two? Flores basically said, look, I, I don't, I don't want to put this all on one player, Um and he's been doing everything this offseason that he needs to do to get better. We like uh, what we hear about his progress and, and what exactly he's doing. So, you know, we're, we're good with him. But I think the most interesting thing I thought is that he told me that he probably wouldn't have been yanking him had he, A, started the season as the starter in a, in a you know, as a, right. as a no-doubt starter last year. And B, if he hadn't had look, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is is one of the most interesting players in recent NFL history because one week he's better than Mahomes, and the next week he's you know he's yeah. a backup quarterback, right? You know, and and so I think especially uh, when when Tua was struggling at Vegas in the second to last week of the season, I think Flores looked at it and said, look, 
I, I mean, my job right now isn't to care about psyches. My job is to win this game. And when he put Fitz, Fitzpatrick in and and he and he won the game with that ridiculous pass, it just I think that sometimes you just have to make those decisions and you have to then go into repairing whatever you need to repair later on. Plus, I also think that if you gave Brian Flory sodium pentothal, he would say that, uh, that, you know, who invented this rule that you can't pull a starting quarterback that it's going to be it's going to so damage him for the rest of his life that he's not going to be able to play football anymore that's the dumbest uh old wives tale in football that there is oh once a guy starts you can't yank your quarterback it'll kill his confidence well if that's going to kill his confidence then i think he's a pretty weak person and i don't want him as my quarterback so my feeling is that Flores is he, he I'm not saying he'd do it again but in my opinion if they're really struggling at some point this year there's a reason they got Jacoby Brissett now I don't think it'll happen easily or and I think it'd take a lot of to a failure for them to do it as I say there's a reason they didn't get Brian Hoyer or or Mike uh, you know right. Gannon to to be a backup. They got a really good backup quarterback who is convinced that he's still an NFL starter. Now, Jacoby Brissett will be an excellent, uh, an excellent guy for Tua. He is not going to try to submarine him in any way. He's going to be a really good, helpful backup, but he also wants to play as most backups do. So that'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch, but Hey, look, two is going to get every chance in the world to be the long-term quarterback here. Peter, before we let you go, uh, the relationship during the draft, Chris Greer and Brian Flores. I think people, you said his background a little bit. He's been he's been on the scouting side of things. You know that doesn't always work between head coach and GM. What are your thoughts on those two working together? Uh, you know, Flores said something that I thought was was really interesting, and that is. You know, like he, he said, you know, we challenge each other. And, and not only, I mean, his point was they have a similar vision of how to construct a roster. Mm-hmm. They also have a, um, they also go back and forth pretty stridently. And honestly, when you hire Brian Flores, you're not hiring somebody who's going to be a yes sir, no sir guy. That's he's going to go back at you if he disagrees with something and that to me is what you want in a coach now in my opinion they have got to be better in free agency you can't be spending all that money on kyle van noy and getting rid of him eight months later uh you know so so they've got to be better in free agency they've got to better identify exactly what they want out of players and uh but i i think it's for the modern game, for the modern, and again, so much of this is going to have to do with the production of the guys they've drafted in the last three three drafts. But in the modern game, I think it's smart to have a head coach who has some scouting experience or at least some real understanding of 
if we draft this guy, I got to give him a real chance. And that's why, to me, I look at, like, you know, their young players last year, you know, uh, when they when they take the tackle from USC 18, they're throwing him in there. Like, I think they're throwing uh, Liam Eikenberg in there at some point very soon this year. You know, Jalen Phillips is going to play quality snaps right away. Right. Um, and so I think the scout in Flores uh, helps the scout in Chris Greer. Joe Rose always giving you the best Dolphins takes in all the world, not just South Florida. He played for the Dolphins. He's still kind of with the organization. He is your insider's insider. And you can listen to him and get inside with him weekdays from 6 to 10 right here on 560 The Joe. Following Joe Rose, you get Greeny. And Greeny's got the best of the best, especially when it comes to basketball. I think that was the biggest win they had yesterday in about seven years. Brian Windhorst going to give us the scoop on everything NBA just minutes away here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on Five Sixty over the past twenty-four hours. Got some old-school Dinosaur Junior going on for you. They just recently released a new album. You know it's going to be good because everything Dinosaur Junior does is good. Kind of like Greeny. All of his guests are good. All of his takes are hot, and that's good. Good Greeny. Good. Listen to him from ten to noon right here on Five Sixty, the Joe, and listen to him right now talking all things NBA with Brian Windhorst. The Knicks—they're big, and Steph for MVP again. I mean the Knicks. And they're going to get LeBron, maybe LeBron this week, but they're going to get the Lakers this week. But what can we say about the Knicks who have gone from being a good story to being a really good team? I think that was the biggest win they had yesterday in about seven years. I'm trying to, I'm trying to evaluate it, and maybe I'm forgetting something, and I'm not a ad nauseum Knicks guy, but that was an incredible victory. Uh, not, only, not only because of the standings. They're trying like hell to hold on to four. Um, I think I was a little bit worried at the start of this road trip that they might slide all the way to the play-in. That's not going to happen. The Celtics have just gone into the tank. That's not going to happen. But if they could have home court advantage against Atlanta, it would be amazing. Uh, it still favors Atlanta because Atlanta has the easiest schedule ref left in the league, and the, and the Knicks are still on the West Coast. But to play a game like that, the Clippers were full power. I mean, they didn't have Serge Ibaka, but they had uh, Paul George and Kyrie, full power coming at them, rested. Uh, wanted that game, and the Knicks had to have it, game four of a road trip, and they won it on the road. You know, Greeny, I saw today that they are 8-3 and three in their last 11 games as an underdog. So I'd say be careful uh, overlooking the New York Knicks. And to get that victory just says so much about how far they've come as an organization. That was a I mean, I can't, I have to qualify this saying it was a regular season game, but it was as big of a regular season game as the Knicks have won in recent memory. Well, look, I mean, they have barely won any playoff games in that stretch of time either, so it's not an exaggeration to say it. And it does go to show anyone who says how important is coaching in that sport. In some cases, it can be very important because I, I will give credit to our former colleague here, Tom Thibodeau, who sat next to me and hosted Get Up with me a million times while he was between coaching jobs. He has just been brilliant. Uh, speaking of brilliant, Wendy, all anyone wanted to talk about yesterday as I was traveling back from Chicago was Steph Curry and, and the show that he put on. And I brought up the question this morning on Get Up. Is he the most entertaining player to watch in sports today? He does it with a flair. He has been spectacular. 
I think you could argue this has been his best season, all things considered. What are the right words to use to describe what we're seeing right now in Steph? He, you know, he's in a situation. We often see this with teams on the bubble of the playoffs. We see incredible stuff. So right now, Russell Westbrook doing some of the same stuff for the Wizards. It elevates their game, um, and they're often playing competition that, you know, in a playoff setting, we're going to see the whole defense be prepared to set itself against all of Steph's favorite plays and everything like that. And there's pressure and all that stuff, and it's kind of hard to do it. Right now, the lane is there for Steph. He sees it, and he's attacking it. And 49 points in three quarters. You know, there's a tremendous race for the scoring title Mm -hmm. in the NBA right now. And I don't know, even as a network, if we're highlighting it enough as we should, but Bradley Beal puts up 50 the other night, and the Wizards get a real big win uh, in overtime. And that, and Steph even says after the game, yeah, I saw he had 50, and yes, I was aware of what I needed to do tonight. Now, I'm not saying he's chasing the scoring title versus victory, but it just so happens that the Warriors need him to score a heck of a lot of points to have any chance from night to night. So the scoring title right now between Beal and Curry is one of the best things we got going in sports. And this week, I would encourage you and your fine staff at a very influential show to keep an eye on it. Well, I'm looking directly over to my friend, hashtag Hembo, and I, th- I think that's exactly right. We don't get these races often. Like, it, it is rare. I was actually reading a story about this this morning. I forget where I saw it. But it is rare that this comes down to the final week and these back and forth the way we have had. And you've got Beal and you've got Steph. And actually, while you mentioned Westbrook there, I'm glad you did. You just sort of jarred me, my, my mind on something. And I talked about it briefly off the top of the show. Westbrook with the triple-double. He ties Oscar Robertson and all the rest of that. He's going to be a very difficult player to put into perspective. I hope he has a lot of career left, so we're not writing the story of his career yet, Wendy. But it's kind of hard to quantify exactly what Westbrook is. because The numbers are ridiculous. I mean, historically ridiculous. And he's doing it right now at a level that we haven't seen him do maybe ever with Westbrook. What, 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 are, what are the right things to be saying about him right now? Well, the difficult thing with him is he had this star pairing in, uh, in Oklahoma City you know, I don't think it was all about Russ that Kevin left, but Russ, you know, Kevin broke him up. They go to, he goes to Houston. He works together with Harden, his former teammate, to get himself to Houston. They play one year together, and both of them are like, this ain't working. And again, I don't think it's necessarily because of Russ, but the way he plays is not simple to play with. Um, he's a demanding uh, teammate, even though he's a great player. And I don't know how you square that. Because, you know, the year that he won the MVP award was one of the weakest teams that they had um, in Oklahoma City. Because Durant left, but also because the way he played, I'm not sure it fostered great team basketball. The, you know, the, the, the Thunder trade him, and they immediately get better with Chris Paul. Uh, the, you know, he makes All-NBA last year, but, you know, doesn't want to stay. It's so... In addition to all those incredible statistics and those incredible accomplishments and his awards, it's hard to square exactly where he fits as a winner. Although, when you watch him play, he is relentlessly driven to win. And so, it's, 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 he's a complicated guy to watch. You know, even this year, like, has Russell Westbrook had a good season? Well, some people would say, are you kidding me? Look at these statistics. Look at the way he's played. He's He's a, you know, we got people out there talking about him for MVP. But Greeny, for the first two and a half months of the season, he was awful. He, he couldn't make a shot. He, he was turning the ball over. I know he was a little bit injured, but he was terrible the first 
two and a half months of the season. So how do I square this season for Russell Westbrook, much less his career? Next week it all begins in earnest, the play-in tournaments and the playoffs, and we'll be counting on you heavily as we get there. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Freddie. Have a good week. NBA MVP on reporting, Brian Windhorse. MVP in South Florida for keeping you entertained and giving you all the sports you need. Two to six, it's Hawking Crowder. Let's have a verse contest. Let's let's you write a verse, but you can't ask for any help. I know your friends with Trick Daddy. Like you got to write your own verse. Okay. And I'll write a verse. And Solana, we know that you uh, since I've got verses. Now I've got verses saved up. Getting into their book of rhymes. Okay, that's on the way here on five sixty. The Joe. Radio Rewind. Five sixty to Joe. Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on five sixty over the past twenty four hours. Happy Monday. I am Dan Day. Follow me on social media at Dan Day Radio. Trust me. I'll make it worth your while. I live a wild life, and it's always wild in the afternoons. A little bit of Hawk and Crowder, or what are they getting into? Battle raps. Panthers may have played the greatest hockey game ever the other night. And remember, we've got the hockey game with Doug Plagans coming up in just a few minutes at 7 o'clock, so hold tight for that. Also, your heat gear and Puerto Rico. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Poker represent? Motion, my yeah, yeah, uncle's yeah, ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? The term pancake was... I need my fix. Monday from Friday to two to the six. I'm in Encada. I tune in the bits. Competition going super intense. Both stations, man. I can't switch. Crowded don't quit. I'm in a wrong. Download at Odyssey.com. Shout out to London for bringing it strong. And everyone else that they bring it locked in. I'm locked in to the hot men in Cotter Show. Boxed in with no options. I still find a way to get my daily dose. I'm on a mission with jokes. I'm tuning in on the road. I pull it up on my phone. I pull it up while at home. Love that intro. We're killing them now. We need more verses. We need more verses. Told you, drop one, Hawk. You know the beat. Drop one. All right, I'll have it by six. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Pull out the old notebook here. Rhymes with bald. I love to your verse. Let's have a verse contest. Let's let you, you write a verse, but you can't ask for any help. I know your friends with Trick Daddy. Like you got to write your own verse. Okay. And I'll write a verse. And Solana, we know that you uh, since I've got school. verses. Now I've got hey, verses yeah. saved up. But you don't have. What do you mean you have verses saved up? I got dude. them in my journal. They, I, I, you know how many verses I've got saved up? But you've never written anything in that journal. You did that for looks. You said that you wrote. You, you walked around school with the, uh, with the notebook like you were Eminem, and it was a great. Uh, it was a great prop. But you never wrote down a single rhyme. I've got verses in that journal. You just, you just <laughs> give me, give, give me the green light. I'm ready to go. I like this. Hey, get, get, get with Art Guys, Savi. Tell them to give us the instrumental, yeah. and we'll all drop yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. We're going to do a contest. Uh, this will be great. 
This would be great because uh, I'm going to rhyme Colonel with Journal, and I'm I'm taking you out. This is a diss track. This is a diss track. <laughs> so, so Art Gasabi amps us up, and then we come on and kill each other. That's right. That's right. I'm taking all you MFs out. I love this concept. Let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> Ether. All right, here we go. Uh, Monday show, Solana is back from Puerto Rico. We'll talk about that. I went to Saturday night, maybe the greatest hockey game I have ever been to in person. The Panthers-Lightning game on Saturday. There was almost 150 penalty minutes doled out. The fights were plentiful. It was It was as much fun as I've had going to a hockey game that I can recall. And, uh, and you might get a little bit more of that tonight. And then you're going to have possibly seven more games of Panthers and Lightning when the playoffs start. So it's something, man. There is taping, something going on. Yeah, I'm taping my wrist when we go to these playoff games. I might have to run down there and help my boys out. <laughs> it is fun. And then I saw, so the Heat beat the Celtics last night. Ira Winderman, he tweeted out, with the Hornets' home loss to New Orleans, this was last night, it means if the Heat win Tuesday in Boston, they will be assured of a top six playoff seed and will not be part of the play-in. And then Ira goes on to uh, tweet further. The harsh Heat reality remains this. If they lose Tuesday to Boston, then Boston moves within one game and takes the tiebreaker. In that scenario... If the Celtics win out versus the Cavaliers, the Timberwolves, and the Knicks, which is very possible, then the Heat would have to sweep the 76ers, the Bucks, and the Pistons to stay ahead. So there, there's a lot on the line for the Heat, but they can end all that with a victory over Boston tomorrow. They beat Boston tomorrow. They're good to go. They're not in the play-in tournament. They are a top-six playoff seed. They lose. It becomes slightly more difficult for them. So we'll have to keep an eye on everything. We're on it here, though, Crowder. Like, we're on it. NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs are about here and uh and we're gonna be in them both so hey i'm, I'm not gonna lie i have the gut solana i actually wore the i have the gut solana has the gut shirt and i was down at turnberry just people were at i don't know if you want to play it that prematurely because these playing games scare the hell out of me <laughs> one game to decide if you're in the playoffs i don't want to be there all men on deck let's go against boston i do not want to be in the playing yeah, game get that dub tomorrow in boston we ain't got to worry about anything so, uh, and I, I saw Solana, a couple pictures of you in uh, Puerto Rico. You were wearing the uh, Heat Vice jersey. Were people talking? I got a couple people that said, yo, shout out Miami. And there were a lot of Heat jerseys, a lot of Heat hats as well in San Juan. All right, very cool. You had a good time in, uh, in your vacation? I did. I, uh, I went to Puerto Rico. I was in San Juan, the capital, with, to be honest, zero expectations. I didn't know much about Puerto Rico. I didn't really expect much I I thought I was going to just like a beach vacation and it was quite the opposite like there's so much to do the people are awesome the food is delicious like Puerto Rico is really cool I'm going back for sure you got a little bit of that mofongo oh bro that mofongo is no joke that mofongo is no joke I learned about that from unfunny Lewis Crowder unfunny Lewis all about that mofongo he's he's my my uh one of my best friends who Crowder knows unfunny Lewis he's Puerto Rican but I've been there you've been to Puerto Rico uh Crowder 
Oh yeah, stupid yeah, fishing over there. The fishing, oh, fishing right. over there is awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had a great time in Puerto Rico. All right. Glad you. Uh, glad you're back, Solana. I'll tell you, Solana, wearing a Heat jersey and explaining it is a lot easier than explaining to people coming up to you asking me what Solana has the guts means. Because that's automatically a five-minute conversation. Now I got to sure. set it up. I have yeah. a radio show. My producer's name Solana. He's a big Heat fan. And I turn the corner and somebody else says, hey, Crowder, what does that shirt mean? I have a radio show. My producer's name Solana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I I took my shirt off and I wasn't even getting in the water. I said, "Hell with this. I can't explain yeah, I, this anymore." I saw on uh, on Instagram because your wife Asia, she was IGing out you and uh, Brandon Marshall was there with his kids, and you guys were uh, in the uh, in the little lazy river thing there in Aventura. Yeah, good time. Yeah, good Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. Oh, we had a great time. It was all about the wife, too. I had watched, I could watch no sports. If I would have turned that TV on and went to a sporting event, my <laughs> wife would have left and went home. She, I just saw it in her eyes. No sports for you this weekend. But you know what? It is kind of humbling when you're semi-famous, but then you're walking around with a Brandon Marshall. Because I became the photographer. I, mm-hmm. hey, hey, Brandon, will your, will your friend take a picture of us? Yeah, I got you, yep. big dog. Thank you. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah. Story, how to- that is... Story of my life when I'm walking around with you. I used to be walking around with Levitard. It was story of my life in my head. I was, you know, I was this big shot. And then I'd go around with an actual famous person and you become the photographer. Oh, man. I love listening to you guys. Can I get a picture with Crowder? No. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess, and there's only three of us, so I guess I'll be taking that. I stopped. I used to look around and I stopped to say, you know what? They really don't want me. Hey, B, get in a picture with this dude. Here, let's go. I know, yeah. <laughs> Can I get a picture? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I, I know you want one with Crowder. You know, a picture with me. I totally yes. understand. Well, I felt, your, camera. I felt your pain for two days this weekend. Because, yeah, I, I mu- no exaggeration. Three dozen pictures. I took 30, 40 pictures for Brandon. Somebody, uh, somebody texts in, how was the pasta at the subway? We will get to that in the 3 o'clock hour. Alejandro Solana will have an official report. Subway in uh, Puerto Rico sells pasta. I've gotten a sneak preview, but we will all learn in the 3 o'clock hour how the pasta was because he did indeed go there and eat the pasta as we requested. Hawk and Crowder, always hot. You know what else is hot? Sports and the teams here in South Florida. So let's relive the glory. A little bit of bounce music in the background for flavor of the Panthers and Heat wins over the weekends. Butler quickly down the floor. Goran Dragic. Dragic is going to drive through. Puts the shot off the glass. Won't go. Got his own miss. Couple of fakes off the window. Got it in and fouled. And he'll go to the line. Here's Wenberg up the right side of the circle. Wenberg a shot. He scores. Inbound. Quick turnaround shot. Got it. Oh, the jump shot by Tyler. And he is fouled and hit it. And he'll go to the line. My goodness. The haircut. Dropped it off. Huberta. Barkov in front. Bennett a look and he scores. Sam Bennett from right out in front. A power play goal off a great setup. And the Panthers have a 2 0 lead. That's going to be Miami's victory. They put an end to the five game losing streak. Wenberg looks in front, a high bounce, it's loose, and they score! Live from American Airlines Arena in Miami, it's the NBA with our broadcast of the Miami Heat in Boston to take on the Celtics. Huberto, a shot, and he scores right off the face, on the backhand from Jonathan Huberto, right out in front of the net. Tyler feeds it down into Bam Bam against Tatum. Back out to Tyler for three, got it to go, Tyler Hero. Wenberg heading in, he's got two goals in the game, walks in, shot, deflects, and he scores! And Alex Wenberg completes the hat trick, it's 5-1 
And that's it for this one. The Panthers, 5-1 winners here tonight over the Tampa Bay Lightning. That is the ball game. Final score, Miami, 130, Boston, 124. Hit it by the head. Kiss my dog. Your mama's in the kitchen. Make your work go strong. Your daddy's in jail. Come on. Raise your hand. That's how you do a Monday. I actually kind of have a day off today. I'm only working here at the radio station. That's not too much work. I don't have to do double duty any of my other jobs. So I am getting out of here, going to hang out with my downstairs neighbors, my dude dudes, Giuseppe the Great and Nathan. Maybe have some beers, relax, watch some sports, and just live the life. Then I'll be back tomorrow right here, 6 o'clock, to hang out with you because that's our special time together on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.